Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am welcome to the Lifeboats live stream, a veritable pirate's cove of misinformation and wrong think. So tonight, um, missed on on Sunday was had my daughter for the weekend and, and really enjoyed some time with with her. Uh, but we had this speech last week from Biden where he's up in front of the red wall, and I'm sure most of you have seen the memes where people put the swastikas in there and all sorts of craziness. I want to actually break that speech down because I think it's a very profound one and there's a lot of psychological mechanisms built into what they were doing there. And I think it's important for you to understand how they're trying to actually co-opt MAGA back into the Democrat party, because that's really the intention of that whole speech, despite you know, all the things made up about it. And we'll, we'll talk about some of that as well. Um, let me think though, where do I want to start is, well, uh, I would have to say congratulating the people in the United Kingdom on their new health minister, Therese Coffey. There's a, a picture of her. Now, when I'm actually looking for health advice, I'm usually not getting it from a morbidly obese woman uh, who smokes and drinks <laughs> and wears sweatpants and a colored tee from Walmart. That's how she's going to turn up to give me some health advice because I guess fitted clothes are just so much trouble, right? Congratulations, folks. And, uh, you know, like, why can't they get someone who's a picture of health? It's because those people aren't attracted to these kinds of positions. It's the cronies. It's the people who want to exercise power over others. You have to understand that's a fundamental driver of government is being in the club, on the inside, having that power, right? Like my mom was a deputy sheriff back in the 70s, has told me stories about uh, cops showing up to the Christmas party bragging about how they drove a hundred miles an hour on the way to the Christmas party. And I've, you know, and it goes on and on from there, but those are the people who get attracted. And in some regards, the system actually warps and bends them and molds them to further corrupt someone who's maybe not that corruptible in the first place. But you know what, when their paycheck and their livelihood depends on it, it's amazing the way they can start to see the world, right? And of course, uh, she's really great here with the globalists because she's pro-mask, pro-lockdown, pro-vaccine, right? All the stuff the globalists, billionaires want. And, you know, it really, people are like, oh, it's a mockery, it's this and that. It's a perfect display of what the government actually represents, right? The rules are for thee, not for me. Do as we say, not as we do. Because while they are threatening you with $200 extortion, ransom demands for violating the lockdowns, they're holding Friday night pissers at the office, a meeting with disco lights and music free booze on the taxpayer dole. It's great for them because the rules don't apply to them. They can do whatever they want. They love exercising that power. We read a story about a 
city councilwoman who used to have her motorcade. It just wasn't even a big town, like 100,000 people or something. Motorcade, speed through lights. She got one of the little uh, sensor things installed on her car so that the lights would change for her because she's just so important. Her time is more valuable than the safety of the other drivers on the road, apparently. That's who these people are. That's who gets attracted to these positions of power, okay? And it's, it's important to understand that, and this is really how they think of you. Protection wanes, action is required, just like a phone battery. Your phone battery you know, wanes, you know, needs to be recharged for your, for your phone to work, to have appropriate power to operate, and for your vaccination protection to be effective. So you recharge your phone battery by plugging it to the the electricity. Uh You recharge your vaccine protection by taking action and getting uh, vaccination protection. So that's going to start next week. Oh, so now you're basically like a smartphone with a battery that needs to be recharged by the pharmaceutical cartels. And if you don't get it, well, things may not go so well for you. But if you do get it, eventually things are not going to go well for you either. Remember, like, what was it, two years ago that I was talking about the vaccine treadmill that they're going to put you on forever with these boosters? And now they're thinking of you, talking about you as if you're a mobile phone. Well, what happens when the battery runs down? You just discard it, throw it away? Get a new one? Is that your plan for humanity here? Just medical slavery. Because that's exactly what he's describing when they go in and tie job mandates to it. This is Jim Brewer. He's a comedian. We'll forever have a place in my heart for his role in um half-baked of course and you know he's got some great things to say and it's a great lead-in to this speech so i want you to listen to it with me here was it three weeks ago the scarf lady from two years ago that would come out on the podium every night like and you gotta make sure you get and make sure i mean that's the only way to save your life is a get the shots and then she comes out for the world to see (laughs) laughing we knew quote we knew quote (laughs) these weren't as effective as we said they were (laughs) (laughs) whoops i'm sorry were you not allowed at funeral i'm sorry were you banned from your family you lose your income were you not allowed to see your grandchild were you not allowed to do anything because you don't have a job said, anymore we do. did your company go bankrupt we're so sorry and no one battered an eyelash lives jobs all of that was lost division still division there's still some people holding on to that. No, you need 17 shots. Blah, blah, blah. That's why you need to get out of the circus. Or at least know you're in one. Because when things like that happen and people go, hmm, that's when they go, uh, uh, Trump got invaded. Uh, January 6th. Uh, uh, pro-abortion. Uh, it's, 
no, 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 no. I want to talk about what you just said. Did you just say you knew? You knew. Huh. Maybe some of my family will start accepting me again or let me in their house. <laughs> or some people start getting their jobs back. Well, so be gone. careful where they're pushing you to stare at and the evil that they're trying to put in you. Last night, come on, that was silly. That was something out of South Park. He's got red demonic things behind him. It is goofy. It's goofy. I didn't watch it. I see it all over the place right now. My friends were all upset. I said, don't be upset. Don't be upset. It's just a circus. They're trying to scare you. They're trying to divide you. trying to get you to hate. Don't hate. Enjoy this weekend. Okay. With that sort of context set, I want to dive into this speech and show you what I see in watching it and what I think that they're doing here. I think you'll find it rather interesting. Okay, so the, the big music plays, dun, 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 and so on. Oh, why don't I, I have... Americans. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> Please, if you have a seat. Strong start, Thank Joe. You. Strong start. I speak to you tonight <clears throat> Maybe from sacred ground your throat in America. First. Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now, look what happened right there. And I don't know why. Hold on, I need a... Okay, now it should be fine. Look at look at the whole setup for this thing right from the beginning. So this is very meticulous lighting, okay? First off, he did this speech outside. Hasn't really done many outside speeches. I wonder if there's a reason for that. Maybe. The doors open. The American flag's perfectly framed in the background for the cameras from the media platform. And uh, it's lit up beautifully in white there. Makes a nice colored backdrop for the president. But look at what else happened. They bring the lights down. And it's very funny, this whole red thing. Just people were freaking out about it and, and tweeting about it so much that CNN actually altered the color temperature of the image to <laughs> make it look a little more pink. But look, so you've got the American flag here lit up, but then the columns around the door where the flags are, are dark. The Marines are dark. They're in a silhouette. Of course, they come out, they open the door for them. They come out, they take their post, and they stand there behind the president. They stand behind the president as he's giving this speech that we're going to go through here. Okay. This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago <clears throat> with an idea unique among nations that in America, we're all created equal. Well, I, I mean, if you're a rich white landowner and not a black person, because they were one fifth of a person, I think, in the Constitution. This is where the United States Constitution was written and debated by the rich, wealthy, white landowners. Mm -hmm. This is where we set in motion the most extraordinary experiment of self-government the world has ever known. Little more than just self-government, right? So actually, there's, a, there's another piece of that. Small and limited government, which has 
utterly failed and created the largest government in recorded history, the largest debt in recorded history, the largest nuclear arsenal in recorded history, the largest polluter in recorded history, and on and on and on and on. This small, limited self-government experiment has failed, and it's time to acknowledge that it's failed. This speech is also about you not acknowledging it because you've got to vote, 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 people. He's going to make sure and point that out to you. Whatever you do, keep participating, keep believing in our system that is failing because we have extracted, we have ransacked the value of the dollar. My uncle gave me a Mises, I think it was Mises article this weekend from a couple months back talking about how, you know, they opened with the dollar's failing and that's what's leading to its decline really and all some of the social unrest and the other things. Now, some of that, of course, is planned and it pointed out how Asia's rising, but you are a guest over there. You can't uh, speak out against the government, that sort of thing, but it's clean and, you know, it has these other benefits. So maybe, and, and it's easier to go, they were making the point, it's easier to go and move into another economy that's on the upswing versus try and make money in one that's collapsing like the U.S. empire is currently. Because that's really the fundamental driver of everything that's happening. So it really got me to think about that right there. And let's not forget, it wasn't the coronavirus that was the first thing to like break the financial system. Remember the reverse repo, the overnight lending rates, those exploded, went off the charts because the system was failing. And they've had to come in and pump. Now, I think it's a, last I saw anyway, it was like a trillion dollars because their system is grinding to a halt because they have abused it for so long and extracted so much of its wealth. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel with every new 10 billion they send over to Ukraine of your money instead of, uh, you know, like do at least things for America because he's going to talk real big about America first in this speech. Why? Because what he's doing in here, as you'll see, is taking over the MAGA talking points while denouncing MAGA. Okay. He's, ridiculing them and attacking them so that the people in MAGA currently, some of them, now this is, it's a numbers game, right? They're definitely, there's going to be people that don't even consider this, but they're always after that low hanging fruit to basically reflect all of the principles of MAGA to them, but attach Joe's plan to it on the back end. That's what this speech is. Okay. So there, there, there's a lot to it. It's, it's complex. I just want to try and it's a little bit of a spoiler alert, but at the same time, I want you to see it kind of fall into place. With three simple words, we, the people, we, the people, these two documents and the ideas they embody, equality and democracy are the rock upon which this nation is built. They're how we became the greatest nation on earth. Which, by the way, 
Um, it was an insurrection that brought about the greatest nation on earth, Joe, just for future reference. There why, for more than two centuries, America has been a beacon to the world. Not so much anymore. The dollar's failing, and it's creating inflation everywhere. The dollar's still king and still rising, but the system is coming down. And they know this, and they are robbing the cupboards blind as a result. But as I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began. If democracy was a, a word in a drinking game, you would lose badly to the nation. in this speech. About the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats, and about the incredible future that lies in front of us, if only we choose it. We must never forget. Have to come together we, under the me. People, are the true heirs of the American experiment that began more than two centuries ago. In small, limited government. We, the people, have burning inside of each of us the flame of liberty that was lit here at Independence Hall. A flame during the insurrection. Lit our way through abolition, the Civil War, suffrage, the Great Depression which was caused by the Fed contracting the money supply, the Civil War, which, you know, wasn't even necessary because the Quakers got rid of slavery without killing half a million people in a Civil War in the British Empire. So, you know, did what, none of that was really necessary either. Think of all the countless lives lost and productivity lost back then with half a million people in, the, in the America, in the United States at the time, being slaughtered senselessly when it had already been shown you can do it without that. World wars, civil rights. World wars that, like the U.S., fakes events to get into. Mm -hmm. Rights. So they show all of these problems that they created. And notice we're still in the dark, the darkness of of the past, of the government past, because this speech is also very much about not dwelling on the past, you know, like the big guy, his son Hunter, who's the, the drug addict, going around acting like a bag man for the Biden crime family. We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about his laptop or the phone backup where I, he called me Pedo Pete or my daughter's diary where she's trying to figure out what the hell happened to her and she thinks she was sexually abused and maybe has some blocked memories as a result. We don't, we don't need to look at any of that. We definitely don't need to look at what the FBI said would be, uh, would change the outcome of the U.S. election when they proclaimed his, the Biden laptop fake, which was a lie. And now, you know, they're forced to sit there and explain, well, if it affected the outcome of the election, then you guys rigged the election. Because what did they do? Well, they took and 
forced all the media companies, told them to go and censor people and, and shut down their First Amendment through these corporations, which makes it A-OK. Oh, I'm going to turn that down a little bit. Makes it A-OK to come in and do, engage in this kind of censorship. And this is the new totalitarian technocracy that they're trying to push us into with a twist of communism, right? And of course, the red is really uh, to designed to like anger and whatnot, but I think what they were actually doing is not so much that, but lighting him as a Republican, right? Now, watch what happens here. But as I stand here tonight, equality oh, and democracy... This one, sorry. That sacred flame still burns. Now in our time, as we build an America that is... Hold on. <clears throat> as I stand, it lies in front of us, if okay. only we choose it. We must never forget, we the people are the true heirs of the American experiment that began more than two centuries ago. We, the people, have burning inside of each of us that lit our way through abolition, the Civil War, lit suffrage, from darkness Great Depression, World Wars, Civil Rights. See the background, the flags being lit up now? He's literally adopting the Q <laughs> triggers. He references it in his speech. He's going to do it again here later. He just did it psychologically to the background for you from darkness to light, folks. Ooh, ooh, that's a cue drop. No, they're triggering all of you guys through this psychological manipulation. That sacred flame still burns. Now in our time, as we build an America that is more prosperous, free, and just. You know, by getting the IRS to uh, monitor all your transactions over $600 and going after, I forget who the latest group is, Amish farmers. You've got some uh, somebody else online that's making, you know, if you sell more than $600 worth of merchandise in a year on eBay, then you need to register. They're going to report you because Biden just subverted the whole process when he came in. Remember, they had the rulemaking thing going. They were going to set some new policies, and he just did it by executive order, forcing, I think, the banks to follow his guidelines. It's like amazing. It's, it's like they can just do whatever they want to subvert the process that they control and they implement and they decide if they're doing it wrong or not. What could possibly go wrong with that system? I can't imagine. <laughs> that is the work of my presidency, a mission I believe in with my whole soul. <laughs> What's but left first, of it. We must be honest with each other and with ourselves too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. You got that right, Joe. You got that right. 
The FBI has basically turned into the KGB. They're rigging elections. You're colluding with social media to censor speech because it's bad for the narrative. (laughs) Your son's broadcasting his meth buys on Instagram because he's such a fuck up. And you're the one saying we got to lock him up, get tough on drugs and put tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of people in jail as a result. Meanwhile, your son gets a free pass because, well, I mean, that's a family issue and that's it. We need to keep that private. We're dealing, we're doing the best we can to help our son get better. Oh, these people, these people, of course, the bots, they're out in force. Here's uh, one that says, well said, I speak on behalf of all of the U.S. When I say, wait, well, let me stop you right there. You don't speak for me. Okay. I don't speak for you. I don't speak for anybody else, but me. And if you want to have this delusion where you pretend to speak to for everybody else, leave me out of it, crazy man. During these difficult times, Biden is the best president we've had. He is making a tough but reasonable decisions that are there for the health and safety of all of us. Thank you so much for your strong and stable leadership. And here's another one. Mr. President, I'm a former ultra MAGA Republican, but I've realized how wrong I was about you. You are one of the most visionary and charismatic presidents we've ever had. (laughs) I have never been prouder to be an American. Thank you and Godspeed, sir. (laughs) Because he likes to yell at the end, right? Except the bot farm kind of screwed it up and they posted that like dozens and dozens of times and <laughs> reply to his speech. Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking circus. Like Jim Brewer was telling you folks, don't get caught up in the fucking circus. It's an act. It's a show. It's a big club and you ain't in it. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of Here's our the republic. Stick. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Okay. Not even the majority are MAGA Republicans, okay? And I don't know what the number is. I really don't care. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's By no question. Work with the mainstream the Repu- Republicans. He means do you know, do a little business with them, where uh, everything's completely above board, as long as the big guy gets his ten percent. Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated. Is dominated. The MAGA Republicans. First, it was a minority. Now it's dominated by this country. The MAGA Republicans. Which one is it? 
Are they a minority in the Republican Party or are they dominating it? And has the Republican Party just become something new? Is that not allowed to happen? It's only your cronies that have to, you know, keep a hold on the, the, the Republican Party. I thought it was about the people because that's what you said earlier in your speech, Joe. That it's about the people having the power. And if the people want to choose to transform the Republican Party, then God damn it, they should fucking be able to do it. And you don't get to call them fucking terrorists because that's what they've done. Because the Republican Party wasn't serving them. It was serving a bunch of corrupt, crony politicians and bureaucrats who were ripping off and fucking over the American people. All of you are doing it. Red team, blue team, it doesn't matter. These are hard things. But I'm an American president. Not a president of red America, blue America, but of all America. And I so you see, now it's not about the red team, blue team. I'm here for everybody. I'm here to big tent this bitch and take you all into my way of doing things and watch what he's going to offer in return. I believe it's my duty, my duty to love with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult. Oh, crap. Hold on. I'm, Maga Republicans oh, no, no. have made their this choice. A disaster. Hold Parts, on. And I know our history. Specs free and fair election in the rule of law, our constitution. We do not reject it. Path moving ahead. I know this nation. I know you, the American people. Okay, I think I found our place. I Sorry. know your courage. I know your hearts. And I know our history. This is a nation that honors our constitution. We do not reject it. This is a nation that believes in the rule of law. We do not repudiate it. <clears throat> This is a nation that respects. Wait a minute. Doesn't MAGA talk about the Constitution? And doesn't MAGA talk about, you know, the rule of law? He's appealing to all the MAGA talking points and, uh, and hoping to daisy chain his platform to his cronyism to it. While offering the stick, this is the carrot that he's giving them. Come on, donkey, let's go. And the stick is, if you stay with MAGA, you're a terrorist and we're coming for you. And we've just hired 87,000 IRS agents to come for you as well. That's the stick. Do you see what he's doing with this speech? Free and fair elections. We honor the will of the people. We do not deny it. And this is a nation that rejects violence as a political tool. We do not encourage violence. We are still an America that believes in honesty and decency. I mean, I guess technically that's true. They don't encourage violence unless uh, you're trying to create a gold back dinar to uh, create a regional trade in the MENA region over in the Middle East. And uh, that would threaten the hegemony of the U almighty U.S. dollar and these politicians' ability to loot the treasury over and over and over again.
then we can come in, we can kill you, we can blow your face open, and then we can drag your dead body through the streets and take pictures and share those on the internet. That violence is okay. Or, you know, if you're not going along with the agenda like Saddam, then we can kill your sons, drag their bodies around, we can kill you, hang you, (laughs) and laugh about it. I came, we saw, they died. <laughs> I think that was good offy that she was talking about. Then, then political violence is okay. Or if you're violating, you know, one of our mandates, one of our rules for you, livestock, cell phone, battery. What were they in the matrix? Batteries? Oh, hmm. Okay. And respect for others. Patriotism, liberty, justice for all, hope, possibilities. We are still at our core a democracy. There's that word Yet, again. It's under attack. History tells us the blind loyalty to a single leader and a willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. <laughs> for a long time, we've told ourselves that American democracy how about using your own police agency to attack your political enemies like the FBI is doing with Trump and MAGA and moms who don't want their, t- their kids taught critical race theory? It is guaranteed, but it's not. We have to defend it, protect it, stand up for it, each and every one of us. That's why tonight I'm asking our nation to come together, unite behind come on the into single my purpose of defending our democracy regardless of democracy your ideology. Democracy's under attack from these extremists. So see, I just gave you all the make America great again talking points. There's the carrot. And the stick is if you don't come along, you're the terrorist. And guess what's coming for you? We saw law enforcement brutally attacked on January 6th. We've seen election officials, poll workers, many. We also saw them open the doors for people to let them in. We also saw them like moving out of the way, welcoming welcoming the crowds into the uh, Capitol. We also saw Nancy Pelosi turn down offers for the National Guard help. But somehow that's not getting discussed, is it? Volunteers of both parties subject to intimidation and death threats. And can you believe it? Yeah, I I, I can. Are we talking about the Republic, the MAGA extremists? Are we talking about Black Lives Matter? And the riots. And the protests. And the uh, pro-life centers being attacked, the, the all the destruction and petty nonsense going on to stoke people, to manipulate people's emotions and get them in a, in a state of anger because they're easier to control and manipulate in whatever direction you want to take them. That's why they do all this stuff. Just doing their job as directed, facing threats to their own lives 
from their own fellow citizens. On top of that, there are public figures today, yesterday and the day before, predicting and all but calling for mass violence and rioting in the streets. This is inflammatory. It's dangerous. It's against the rule of law. And we, the people, must say, this is not who we are. <clears throat> I guess it was fine, though, when it was BLM during the summer. Ladies and gentlemen. Didn't even have to worry about corona magically. Uh, Pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. They're incompatible. We can't allow violence. Right, because the country founded on an insurrection is not compatible with insurrectionists being a part of it. It wants to be normalized in this country. It's wrong. We each have to reject political violence with, with all the moral clarity and conviction this nation can muster mm-hmm. now. Like 87,000 IRS agents. elections be undermined. For that is a path to chaos. Look, I know politics can be fierce. I mean, we literally have videos of people stuffing ballot boxes. They've tracked their cell phones going to all of these political organizations funded by Soros and others and harvesting ballots and dropping them off at the ballot boxes, which Facebook bribed some of the states with tens of millions of dollars for to put out so that you could run this scam in the states where you needed it to rig the election. Trump didn't lose. You cheated. And mean and nasty in America. I get it. I believe in the give and take of politics and disagreement and debate and dissent. We're a big, complicated country. But democracy endures only if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic. The guardrails. So, you know, we're going to tell you what's allowable thought. And what's wrong, think. And as long as you stay within the lane, stay in your lane that we've carefully mapped out for everyone, which is basically we are your saviors and only we can solve the problems that our policies are creating. That's the mindset that's also being put out here. Only if we, the people, accept the results of free and fair elections. Only if... We the people he likes to yell. see politics not as total war, but mediation of our differences. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. Because, <laughs> you know, there's no evidence. I mean, like. You can sit there and watch 2,000 Mules and see exactly, exactly what's happening. It's clear as day what they were doing. They've been caught red-handed. And the whole system is so corrupt and so manipulated that people have had enough. And they, they're saying, we're not having it. And what just happened before this speech, don't forget, all of the old rhinos got tossed out of office. They lost their primaries, which scared the shit out of not just the Republicans, but the Democrats too. Because the jig is up, the people are awake, and now they have to label them terrorists or get back in line. 
you know, like Frederick Douglass, who was a, he's wrote the book or the little, it's a short little essay. It's an autobiography of an, um, the life of an American slave, I believe is what it's called. And he starts, he, he's taught to read and he starts reading and reads the Declaration of Independence and starts to think, well, hey, that should apply to me too. And uh, he ran away and eventually was recaptured some time later. And they put him with the absolute worst taskmaster. They just, they just whipped him back into compliance. And he knew in his heart that he was right, that he was morally justified in his position. But he was so traumatized and beaten down by Massa that he uh, subjugated. And, you know, he went back to being a slave until he eventually ran away again. But he was beaten into submission. And that's what they're down to at this point. Because the empire is dying. The dollar is failing. They have looted the treasury, robbed the cupboards blind. And now, guess what? They don't need as many of us. In fact, it'd be better for them if a few hundred million of you could just kind of exit stage left. They don't understand what every patriotic American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. It's fundamental. As if this is about winning and losing. No, this is about the integrity of the process. If you can't trust that, you have a banana republic, which is what we've basically got at this point. He's selling oil to the Chinese, or I forget who it was, from the U.S. stockpiles, selling tens of millions of barrels out of there, not to go to help the American people, but to, to who knows what kind of backroom deal that's part of. <laughs> American democracy only works only if we choose to respect the rule of law and the institutions that were set up in this chamber behind me. Only if the rule of law is another mega talking point. I will not stand by and watch. I will not. The will See, of the he's standing up for all these things, by wild folks. conspiracy theories and baseless evidence-free claims of fraud. I will not stand so by. Come on back into to, to, to the safe area of the pool. People who simply refuse to accept that they lost. Because those people are going to drown. Do you see what's happening here? Of course, there's some other people also concerned about the integrity of the election, the electoral process. Was there cheating going on? Was there fraud going on? Here, let me roll the clip. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. Oh, it's Hillary. And you can have the election stolen from you. Oh, how about that? How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's a real what I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He is an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. 
And he was put in the office because the Russians interfered. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. Same theatrics, folks. Do you believe Trump is How many times y'all gonna fall for the same fucking theatrics played out time and time again? Because they're just manipulating you. So that legitimacy is in question, yes. So that was a very tainted election. And in that sense, it's illegitimate. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he knows he didn't. He knows he's an illegitimate president. Stolen emails. Stolen drone. Stolen drone. Stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Jimmy Carter. Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. <laughs> and the Russian attempt to, ha- to have the election, and frankly, the FBI is uh, weighing in on the election. I think make the make makes his election illegitimate. There was a widespread. The FBI having to weigh in makes the election illegitimate. How about when they hid the Hunter Biden laptop story as disinformation, as Russian uh, hoax? Does that make the the election illegitimate? Can we all agree on that now? Because that's pretty much what you just said. Understanding that this election was not on the level. We still don't know what really happened, Isaac. I mean, there's just a lot that I think will be revealed. History will discover. But you don't win by three million votes and have all this other shenanigans stuff going on and not come away with an idea like, whoa, something's not right here. The outcome of the election was affected by their interference. And now we need to know know, to what degree, uh, if any, the Trump campaign was actually in collusion with with Russia. He knows he's an illegitimate president. So of course he's obsessed with me. And... (laughs) I believe that it's a guilty conscience. We actually won the last presidential election, folks. They stole the last presidential election. If Al Gore won that election, I think he won it anyway. Actually, I think (laughs) I carried Florida. Bush versus Gore. A court took away a presidency. If all the votes were counted in Florida, that Al Gore would be president today and George Bush would be back in office. I come from Florida where you and others participated in what I call the United States coup d'etat. There's no doubt in my mind that Al Gore was elected president. I rise to object Most to the fraudulent 25 Florida electoral votes. Have these accusations. When exactly are they going to fix it? Delivery the chair, and an attempt the to chair must remind me. It is signed by myself on behalf of my diverse constituents and the millions of Americans who have been disenfranchised by Florida's inaccurate vote count. The Supreme the, uh, Court, not the is, people of the United States, the, decided this election. Speaking to a Democratic group in Chicago Tuesday, he made it clear he thinks Al Gore was the winner. By the time it was over, our candidate had won the popular vote. And the only way they could win the election was to stop the voting in Florida. Catherine Harris, Jeb Bush, Jim Baker, and the Supreme Court hadn't tampered with the results 
Al Gore would be president. The Supreme yeah, yes. Court elected the president. 2004, yes. Al Gore won the state of Florida in 2000, although not the presidency. But the Supreme Court Stanford? That's a large charge. The Supreme Court stopped the counting of the votes, and if they'd let the count go on, Al Gore would have got the necessary votes. The Supreme Court selected George W. Bush as the president. He was not elected. There is overwhelming evidence that George W. Bush did not win this election. What I observed uh, as a voter, as a citizen of Illinois, uh, four years ago, were the troubling votes. evidence of the fact that not every vote was being counted. I don't think that George W. Bush won the election uh, in 2000 against Al Gore because I, th I think that he probably lost Florida and also that nationwide. If you invite me back on this show in about eight weeks, I think you're going to learn that Al Gore actually did get all the votes there. The court has been thwarting formation of the popular will. The most spectacular example being Bush versus Gore, where the majority by a 5-4 vote enjoined the counting of more than 100,000 ballots in Florida and essentially gave America its first court-appointed president. I think in 2000, Everybody thought, well, he did win the election, Al Gore. After the election, when you stole the election, you came back here and said, get over it. No, we're not going to get over it. You know it. I know it. They know it. We won that election. Constantly shifting vote tallies in Ohio and malfunctioning at bottom electronic machines, which may not have paper receipts, have led to additional loss of confidence by the public. The right to vote has been stolen from qualified voters. In 2004, the democratic process was thwarted. The 2004 presidential election in Ohio was riddled with unnecessary problems. Some machines malfunctioned, causing votes to be counted more than once. Oh, imagine or that. Or not at all. Based upon an inordinate number of allegations suggest... Of course, we have... We have the officials kicking everybody out of something about a water leak in the building, which was a total lie after, you know, this mysterious van shows up at 3 a.m. in the morning, dropping off boxes of ballots. And they just go ahead and fire up the machines and start pushing ballots through for a couple hours, <laughs> which all just happened to be strictly for Biden. It was amazing. But there's nothing to see there. And anyone who talks about that is an extremist terrorist enemy to democracy. Gross voting rights violations and misconduct. I join with my colleagues in objecting to counting the state of Ohio's electoral votes. As in 2000, the votes of many who wanted to vote were not, in fact, counted. This last Friday night, I, I arranged to meet Senator Kerry at a fundraiser to give him a copy of my book. He told me he now thinks they the love to play on your emotions and manipulate you to think the other side is cheating. Those dirty cheaters, we've got to stop them. We've got to fight them. You need to join our team so that we can stand up to these cheaters and fix this. In Ohio, including large percentages of rejections of provisional balloting. Doesn't matter if it's the red team or the blue team, there's literally zero difference. They're two wings of the same big government party. About its integrity. There are still legitimate concerns. And as Biden the omits the small limited government experiment in small limited self government. Very worried. From his speech, should be abundantly clear why. 
that there is no paper trail to record that vote. Of course, now he's flipped on that because the Dominion machines are just fine and completely above board because that's the new thing. Point to an unresolved national crisis. We cannot declare that the election of November 2nd, 2004 was free and clear and transparent and real. There must be independent testing of the voting machines used in Ohio. I'm not confident that the election in Ohio was fairly decided. We know that there was substantial voter suppression and the machines were not reliable. The members of Congress who have brought this challenge are speaking up for their aggrieved constituents, many of whom may have been disenfranchised in this process. Treating today's electoral vote count in Congress as a meaningless ritual would be an insult to our democracy unless we registered our own protests or against the obviously Trump. flawed voting process that took place in so many of our states. Then Voters it's an insurrection. to vote for president or vice president can't approach the polls with certainty that their vote will be counted. One of the most significant problems in Ohio and in many other states was the lack of measures to ensure the integrity of electronic voting machines. In 2004, they caused Democratic voters in Ohio to wait for eight hours before they could cast their ballot. They turned the Department of Civil Rights and the Justice Department into the Voter Suppression Division with voter ID laws, voter purging, voter caging, mm -hmm. voter intimidation. There aren't going to be any more election stealings. Of course, Facebook spent $15 million to put drop boxes all around in the key states. But that's fine. Nothing to see there. It's conspiracy theory. And despite the final tally and the inauguration and the situation we find ourselves in, I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. Without voter suppression, Stacey Abrams mayor. would be the governor of Georgia. Andrew Gillum is the governor of Florida. You refused to concede is not legitimate. and say that you lost. Do you stand by that decision today? Absolutely. The election was not fair. The process was not fair. If Stacey Abrams doesn't win in Georgia, they stole it. It's clear. It's clear. Mm. I think that Stacey Abrams' election is being stolen from her. It was not a free and fair election. Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. But will I say that this election was not tainted? Was not a disinvestment and a disenfranchisement of thousands of voters? I will not say that. It's all a show. It's a big club, and you ain't in it, folks. I will not stand by and watch the most fundamental freedom in this country, the freedom to vote, and have your vote counted and be taken from you and the American people. Look, as your president, I will defend our democracy with every fiber of my being, and I'm asking every American to join me. <clears throat> He's such a charismatic leader. Throughout our history, America's often made the greatest progress coming out of some of our darkest moments, like you're hearing that bullhorn. Okay. Oh, I damn it. Remember when it was outside? And all of a sudden, like right on cue when he's talking, he makes it a point three times in this speech to refer to the bullhorn and, and speak with tolerance and they have a right to be outraged and, you know, all this stuff and like, like this person exercising free speech. And it always seems to be almost right on cue. 
Like, I wonder if maybe it's one of their guys out there with a radio. Okay, now play some sirens. Do say something. Of course, why do they have the speech outside? Was it so that this could be added in? So those guys could be the extremists, the one don't go to the protest extremists at the protest might have to deal with those people one day. Do you see what they're doing? Every American to join me. <clears throat> Throughout our history, America's often made the greatest progress coming out of some of our darkest moments, like you're hearing that bullhorn. Oh, damn it, why is it doing that? Coming, f- f- coming out of some of our darkest moments, dark to light again, there's the Q terminology to trigger all of those subliminal anchors that have been set by that program. And now he's using those to sweep these people up that are at least a little vulnerable while hitting them with the stick of if you are that guy out there on the megaphone, you're a terrorist, a MAGA terrorist, extremist, trying to destroy our democracy. But if you come with me while I sing you the siren song of Make America Great Again, America First, uh, Strong Police, Law and Order, and job growth and creation and all that stuff. Meanwhile, I just push my same old cronyist agenda that's destroying this country. Then you can, you know, be on the inside again. Come with us. Don't know why this keeps jumping around. Throughout our history, America's often made the greatest progress coming out of some of our darkest moments, like you're hearing that bullhorn. Okay. MAGA Republicans. Nope. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness and despair. They spread fear and lies, lies told for profit and power. But I see a different America, an America with an unlimited future, an America that's about to take off. I hope you see it as well. Just look around. I believe we could lift America from the depths of COVID. (laughs) Have you looked around lately? How's the, how's the climate out there, folks? Is it looking good? Is business up? (laughs) Are we seeing a boom in the job market? Or did Amazon just announce a couple dozen warehouse closures and plans for for expansion canceled? Isn't that what just happened? But, you know, things are looking up. He believes that totally. So we passed the largest economic recovery package since Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And today, America's economy is faster, stronger than any other advanced nation in the world. We have more to go. Because they added... Hundreds of billions in debt. I believe we could build a better America. That debt is strength. So we passed the biggest infrastructure investment since President Eisenhower. And we've now embarked on a decade of rebuilding the nation's roads, bridges, highways, ports, water systems, high-speed internet, railroads. (laughs) Okay, great. 
Are we going to get the high-speed rail? I believe we could make America safer. So we passed the most significant gun safety law since President Clinton. I believe we could go from being the highest cost of prescriptions in the world to making prescription drugs and health care more affordable. So we passed the most significant health care reform since President Obama signed the Affordable Care Act. Oh, man, so much I want to touch on there. Remember when we did the show and Trump had signed an executive order or something about health care prescription costs, limiting them. He fixed the whole um, EpiPen issue. And then what did Biden come in and do? He wiped that out right away. Prices went way back up, hundreds of dollars now for insulin again, where it was, you know, it should be cheap, should be 10, 20 bucks. And now, now he's going to save us all by fixing the problem that he recreated under the system that created it in the first place, which was ordained by the government. It's essentially what they're doing. And there's this great movie. He mentions the whole ADA thing. There's this great movie, The Body Brokers which tells the story of what the ADA actually accomplished. And I want you to watch this little trailer right here from the body brokers. You've been using 10 years. Why'd you start? Come on, come on, come on! I'm wood. I work in treatment. This could be a fresh start for us. Then go. Don't worry, you're not in trouble. It's not easy to ask for help. That's why it is the greatest privilege in my life to help you change yours. The whole thing is one big racket. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Since 2008, every healthcare provider needs to cover substance abuse treatment. This is what we in the treatment industry call a gold rush. So how much are they paying you? What? Tina! Bonafide first-timer. He's not making a dollar. Hey, man, how can I get in? Utah, welcome to the team. <laughs> Hello, this is the Addiction Services Center. What is this? It's the American dream. Brain they go to treatment. Kids. You get the kickback, and then they get a piece. That's it? It's capitalism, baby. A lot of what I do is not pretty. These people... People were going in for some kind of surgery. Sobriety is a long, slow process, Utah. Some are lucky enough to make it, but most aren't. Hey, Utah. You gonna give me my money? Boy, I've never seen anyone look so miserable counting money. There's not a lot of people that can make something of themselves. And that's the guy running the clinic. How do you feel? Yeah, we have a winner. We're signing We're up for people man. to go to the clinic. We trust you. See, everybody's lining their pockets with this big government. That's great. I'm going to place you on a brief. He's made nine grand in three minutes. God is great. These big government programs.
on Friday the 13th. That's what the ADA did. Happy birthday. Oh, what the hell is this? So, that's a great movie. It's called Body Brokers. For those of you that want to go watch it, I, I recommend it highly if you want to understand the whole treatment thing and how that's just one giant scam and they take these kids and move them. The end of it, you get a ticket to anywhere you want to go. How about uh, Malibu? How about sunny Florida? How about New York or, you know, wherever, Connecticut? And they do it all over again. And they ring that cash register, make money for themselves to keep going, supporting their drug habit. The catch is they got to go through treatment every so often before they can start over and do it all again on your dime. They are literally robbing the treasury blind. That is, that's what government is. It's a wealth extraction tool designed to extort your wealth and put it in the hands of them and their cronies. So there's his Affordable Care Act. <laughs> Great accomplishment, guys. No matter what the white supremacists and the extremists say, I made a bet on you, the American people, oh. and that bet is paying off, proving that from darkness, the darkness of Charlottesville, of COVID, of gun violence, of insurrection, we can see the light. Darkness to light. Gee, sounds like a cue drop all over again, doesn't it? Light is now visible. Light that will guide us forward. Not only in words, but in actions. Actions for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, for America. Even in this moment, with all the challenges we face, I give you my word as a Biden, I've never been more optimistic about America's future. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, that and five, or I guess $7 now with inflation We'll, uh, we'll get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks, but uh, don't plan on using cash because they're eliminating it. Even though, you know, it's legal tender for all debts, public and private, not at Starbucks because they're a corporation that the government's given special privileges to and they can force us all to go cashless by refusing to accept it. And they're probably on conference calls with the government advising them to do so just like they did for COVID misinformation. It turns out the misinformation propagandists are the so-called experts. Not because of me, but because of who you are. We're going to end cancer as we know it. Mark my There's word. There's that nonsense again. We're going to create millions of new jobs in a clean energy economy. We're going to think big. We're going to make the 21st century another American century. We're going to fire up the printing presses and force an unsustainable technology that's no way can meet the needs while we force everyone to go on electric cars. That's going great, by the way, in California shortly after announcing the, the all no more gas cars sold in California in, in 10 years, 12 years, whatever it is. Three days later, they sent out a notice saying, don't charge your cars because the grid can't handle it. <laughs> Just brilliant foresight here. Of course, if you look at the actual economies of the whole, you know, the total input picture of the two, it's worse. The technology is not there yet. And what is the government? It's an expedient. It takes other people's money and spends it 
to force things to happen maybe a little bit sooner. Sometimes it's before they're ready, like before they're sustainable because you know what the market does? The market waits until the technology actually evolves to a point where it's profitable, where it makes sense to do it. Not like, uh, you know, oh, the climate's changing, which is complete nonsense. We've had 15 years of cooling and they're not talking about that. They're actually talking about how they should avoid talking about that, that little inconvenient truth. This whole system is one giant criminal enterprise, folks. Because the world needs us to. No, they're That's doing just fine without us. Our energy. Not in the past, not on divisive culture wars, not on the politics of grievance, but on the future. Don't worry about the past, like my daughter's diary or my junkie son or him calling me pedo Pete and the big guy or my shady business dealings or all the other congressmen's kids that are on the boards of the, of these Ukrainian oil companies for some strange reason <laughs> or all the stars going over there to Ukraine all of a sudden in the middle of a war zone for some strange reason. Don't worry about any of those things, folks. We can build together. It's about the MAGA Republicans believe that for them to succeed, everyone else has to fail. They believe no. America, not like I believe about America. We have to do it together. I believe America is big enough for all of us to succeed. And that is the nation we're building, a nation where no one is left behind. Mm-hmm. No one. He's going to help everybody with free money, apparently. It's going to work out great. Democracy begins and will be preserved in we, the people's habits of the heart, in our character, optimism that is tested yet endures, courage that digs deep when we need it, empathy that fuels democracy, the willingness to see each other not as enemies but as fellow Americans. Look, our democracy is imperfect. It always has been. Notwithstanding those folks you hear on the other side there. Reference number two. I think this is number three. They're entitled to be outrageous. This is a democracy. But history and common sense. See? He supports all the protests. Just not the crazy MAGA extremists. Good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. These people are extremists. But history and common sense tell us that opportunity, liberty, and justice for all are most likely to come to pass in a democracy. We have never fully realized the aspirations of our founding, but every generation has opened those doors a little bit wider to include more people who have been excluded before. My fellow Americans, America is an idea, the most powerful idea in the history of the world, and it beats in the hearts of the people a of this country. Idea. It beats in all our hearts. It unites America. It is the American creed. The idea that America guarantees that everyone be treated with dignity. It gives hate no safe harbor. Actually, um, the, belief. the First Amendment protects hate speech because it's designed to protect speech that people find outrageous. That no matter where you start in life, there's nothing you can't achieve. That's who we are. 
That's what we stand for. That's what we believe. And that's precisely what we're doing. Very Opening much doors, appealing to the MAGA values. Creating possibilities. Focusing on the future. And we're only just beginning. <laughs> Good job, Joe. Good job. Our task is to make our nation free and fair, just and strong, noble and whole. And this work is the work of democracy, the work of this generation. <laughs> it is the work of our time, for all time. We can't afford to have, leave any... Nope, Joe, sorry. This is the fourth turning. This is where the good times created the weak men and now the empire crumbles, falls into decline and disrepair, and somebody else rises to the occasion. Anyone on the sidelines, we need everyone to do their part. So speak up, speak out, get engaged, vote, vote. Say it vote. again. There you go. Good job, Joe. Vote. Keep believing in our system that lets us rob you blind because we are the solution to the problems that we created. Vote, vote, vote. Leave us in power is basically what they're saying, what they're doing. Of course, if you don't like that, there's always the Republican plan here. And this is Trump talking to DeSantis. First, you serve as my VP learning who the deep state scumbags are. Then you get eight years to destroy the bastards, implying that, well, in order to fix the absolutely horrendous corruption in the FBI and the CIA and all of these government agencies and all of these organizations that have extremely overreached their, their duties and responsibilities, their authority, and encroached in our lives and our freedoms and our liberties. In order to fix all that, first, we've got to wait two years for the, the next election. And then Trump's going to get in there and he's going to teach Ron. So there's another four years uh, that we're going to have to wait just so that he can learn who the bad guys are and how to go after them, not how to dismantle the power structure that feeds and attracts them in the first place. And then another eight years after that, the bastards will be destroyed, apparently. And, and Republicans, this was in, on Twitter, and somebody was like, yeah, good idea. I'm like, good idea? Bitch, it's 14 years to solve the fucking problem. No corporation, no business could just ignore such a severe problem as the company's completely defunct, corrupt, and robbing people blind and ripping people off and take 14 years to solve that problem. <laughs> but the government can. <laughs> and if we do our duty, if we do our duty in 2022 and beyond, then ages still to come will say, we, all of us here, we kept the faith. We preserve mm. democracy. We heeded our words. We believe in our system. We heeded not our Please words. Believe instinct, me. But our better angels. We, we proved. We could fix your problems. America is still the beacon to the world. An ideal to be realized. A promise to be kept. There's nothing more important. Nothing more sacred. Nothing more American. That's our soul. 
That's who we truly are. You don't have a soul, Joe. And that's who must, we must always be. I have no doubt, none, that this is who we will be and that we'll come together as a nation that will secure our democracy, that for the next 200 years, we'll have what we had the past 200 years, the greatest nation on the face of the earth. We just need to remember who we are. We are the United States of America, the United States of America. No. And may God protect our nation. And may God protect all those who stand watch over our democracy. You have the New Hampshire folks wanting to secede. You have the West, what is it, Eastern uh, Washington State, people wanting to break off, break away. The, the, the union is fracturing, and this is a ploy to sort of draw it back together. To He basically just went through in this speech, repeated all the MAGA talking points, talked about putting America first and bringing manufacturing back to appeal to the MAGA people while hitting them with the stick, calling them extremists if they stay. God bless you all. Democracy. Thank you. Democracy. Our system. And of course, there's some footage of some guy holding the phone. And where's Biden? He's not there. Or I don't even think it's footage. I think it's a picture or something. It's just so stupid. And you can see right there's a phone and there he is. stroll off into the distance and of course he's got the marines there while he's talking about terrorists standing behind him i thought it was very interesting if you go back earlier in the speech like right here that let me put that full screen for you they only have the marine on the right his white gloves are lit up the one on the left are not is this another subliminal bit of messaging to appeal to the look they're, they're showing cooperation and, you know, hands together, working together. And you guys are special on the right. You're, you're a shining example. There, there's so much to this. It's all planned out. And at the same time, what are they doing with the extremists? I think they're hoping to trigger some of them. They would love to have a false flag that they could react to, to lock down for whatever reason so that they can run their game on the next, on the the election coming up in a couple months. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some kind of false flag because the system is dying. They are losing power, and I don't think these are going to work. You know, Cat Turd, I think, was brilliant when he came up with pedo Hitler (laughs) to totally deflect the anger into making fun because they hate it when you laugh at them, when you don't take them seriously, because you got to vote, 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 right? Stay in their system that left versus right plays, preys on your emotions, makes the, does the same stage act with the election was rigged. They cheated. He's illegitimate, be it Republican or Democrat. It doesn't matter. And you guys keep falling for it Every four years, practically. They're manipulating you.
to control you and direct you in the direction that they want, which benefits them, not you. It's a big club and you ain't in it. What do you think George meant? Okay, now let's get the secret low down plan because we know we've got the 14 year Trump DeSantis plan to fix the problems. I want to know what Cruz is going to be able to do for us here. So notice the low camera angle. This is spy camera footage, right? We're getting the inside scoop here, folks. We don't, he didn't even know that he was being recorded when she came up and asked him these questions. I wanted to say thank you so much for all you're doing to fight for the longer and to take back the Senate. And I just think it's so important that, like, you guys are actually need to find all those IRS agents. Absolutely. But I think it's you, I, I just want to, it's imperative that you really have to defund the FBI for the witch hunt that they're on. She just, uh, sorry, that was, let me back up just a bit. There we go. So important that you guys are actually going to defund all of the IRS agents, the 87,000 that was given $80 billion to fund. And he says, absolutely, we are definitely going to do that. We'll get control and they are going to undo that one and watch what happens. We'll see. Maybe they will, but I wouldn't hold your breath. I think we'll see some sleight of hand bullshit. That's my prediction. Absolutely. But I think it's imperative that you really have to fund the FBI after all the witch hunts that are going on. It is horrific, the abuse of power at the FBI, and it's wrong. And, and there needs to be a, a complete house cleaning that, that happens at the FBI. Not that there's going to be a complete house cleaning. Of course, House clean, what does he mean? Fire some of the leadership and get new guys in there. How does that fix the abuse of power? How does that stop them from being able to abuse that power down the road all over again? You don't know who's going to be putting the job after the guy you put there. There's no guarantee that he's not going to abuse the government in the way it's being abused now. So you're not fixing anything, Ted. All you're doing is kicking the can down the road, putting new people in, doesn't change the incentives, doesn't address the abuse of power, doesn't stop them from doing it again in the future. It's just putting lipstick on a pig. And what's he going to do about it? I, I think we need to fight to do that. We He's need gonna, to fight to have real oversight. He's going to fight. Fight to, to clean house and fight for some oversight. You know, where they come in and ask the three-minute questions and then take, and, and the people do their best to not answer the question that was asked because that is accountable government. Bureaucrats evading questions and saying, you don't know what you're talking about like Fauci's done with us for the last two years. So he's not planning on fixing everything, but he's definitely going to fight for some accountability and, and some people to get fired while they have all the same power, the same authority, the same ability to manipulate the system and abuse their power all over again. It's a circus, folks. It's a circus. 
here's Biden in Milwaukee talking about how he stuck it to the pharmaceutical cartels. Damn, you can barely hear it. It wasn't easy to take on big drug companies, but we did. He did. I've been fighting them since I got in Congress. Yeah. 80 years ago. 80 years. He's, he's won the you good know, fight. You we pay more for prescription drugs in the United States of America than any major country in the world. Here in the United States. Okay? There's no reason. Well, that's... Why oh, are you yelling, old man? Calm down. Well, that was on your watch, Joe. How, how did that happen? Didn't you, didn't you fix it? For the last several decades, many of us have been trying to fix the problem. But you decades, created? Big Pharma huh. tried to block giving lower drug prices for those on Medicare or anywhere else. Uh-huh. For decades, Big Pharma won year in, year out because they owned chunks of the Congress. Because they had to help, like your senior senator, Ron Johnson, who said... Big Pharma, helped by Ron Johnson, the one holding the, the hearings on with the vaccine injured, multiple hearings at this point, calling for answers from Fauci, from Ro, uh, Rochelle Lewinsky at the CDC and getting stonewalled by these people. <laughs> he's, the, <laughs> he's the one, he's the problem. Say what he said. He's the one supporting the pharmaceutical cartels. And which he probably is, some of them, because they don't care. It's not like they have moral. It's not like moral people are attracted to these jobs, folks. It's the sociopaths and the psychopaths. He said he opposed lowering drug costs because it would result in punishing the pharmaceutical industry. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I mean, come on, man. Mm. Not this year. We beat Farmer this year. Yeah. We beat Farmer this year. We beat him. Here's here's $30 billion for the quarter. I, I, I'm going to make some noise about beating you beating you guys up. And it okay, matters. Sorry. We're going to change people's lives. We can finally beat Pharma. Yeah. And now it's time for a booster. How about another $20 billion for the boot? Okay, good. Thanks, guys. Now Medicare will have the power to negotiate lower prescription drug prices. We can guarantee no senior, no senior will have to pay more than $2,000 out of pocket for their drugs for the entire year, no matter whether the bill is $50,000. No more than $2,000, period. And if you're on Medicare and you have diabetes, your cost of insulin will be capped at $35. Of course, that's the problem that he created. And by the way, not that Trump's problem was a viable you know solution either. Package insulin for diabetes, ten bucks, ten. Any of you have to, you need that insulin, or your children need it. You know what it costs. It costs you somewhere between six hundred and fifty and a thousand bucks a month. It's outrageous. Well, guess what? We also had in this bill of mine. We also had a provision. Blah, blah, blah. It's just a big circus, folks. Stop falling for it. Okay. Uh, let's jump into some COVID stuff. So th- this is really important. Uh, Natakanese is something that I've heard people talking about quite a bit recently. And uh, there's a study here from Free Canuck. He's been on the show a couple times 
uh, called in via spaces, smart guy. And he's saying a study you'll never see on CNN, CNBC or CBC spike protein is the toxin, be it via infection or, uh, shot transfection, or I would say viral shedding from the recently vaccinated. Natokinesia is not only effective at clearance, but it's also not cytotoxic. And I think there is some cytotoxicity to ivermectin. I might be wrong about that, but other medicines definitely are. Uh, Please share and discuss. And what he's pointing out here is this chart, which what this is showing is within 60 minutes to an hour, hour and a half, it's wiped out both the spike, the, the full spike protein, the S1, the S2 connected at the center by the fern cleavage site, but also against the S2, which is when it attaches, when the full spike attaches to the cell and the top of it breaks off at the FCS and goes floating around the body, that's the part with the HIV inserts in it and does more damage around the body. That's also getting wiped out within an hour. And the good news is it's also happening at, at a one microgram per milliliter dose. So a very low concentration of this in the, in the blood is all that it takes to wipe out the spike protein and the S2 uh, subunit. So for people suffering long COVID, that sort of thing, uh, this is a must have. And what is natokinase? Well, quite simply, it's vitamin K2. So a lot of you probably take something, if you get really good vitamins, uh, vitamin D3 with K2, the two are synergistic in their effects. And you can do that sublingual under your tongue with a liquid and it's better absorbed in the body and more bioavailable. So that's a much better way to go. Um, but uh, K2 is what's helping break down the spike and there are a lot of people talking about how they've taken it in, uh, I don't even think that high a doses, but it's making a big difference with them. So there's a little bit here on this from long COVID farm D pharma D and she's telling us there's a new study. Natokinase degrades spike protein in SARS-CoV-2. Add this to the list of benefits, NK benefits in long COVID platelet aggregation, uh, Von Willebrand factor, which has to do with platelets. So there's times where you want to build platelets. There's times where you want to break them down. And what this K2 does, it's also an anticoagulant, antifibrinolytic, degrades blood clots, but also the, uh, the what is it, fibrillic tangles, the, the basically the vax noodles, what I call them, is just easier. Um, it should, they're suggesting that it will help break that kind of stuff down as well. And there's a study here that you can read, but she summarizes it for us. Found that natokinase degraded S-protein in vitro via time-dependent inhibition uh, at concentrations as low as micro, one microgram per milliliter. This is promising. Check out the annotated screenshots. That's what we just covered. So 60 hour to an hour and a half, and it, you're good. Uh, what's the half-life of Cmax of NK in humans? It's um, 13 and a half hours, plus or minus three hours. So it breaks down and gets out of the body pretty quick within a day. 
And uh, this study follows another in vitro study that's also SARS-CoV-2 receptor binding domain, RBD, was degraded when intubated with natto extract. And this is uh, S0903 natto, some kind of supplement, Akami natto. Study was funded by the manufacturer of the company, though, so, you know, buyer beware kind of thing with that. Both studies suggest protease uh, activity of natokinase plays a central role in breaking down viral proteins, including the spike. Use of the protease inhibitor confirmed this hypothesis. A major caveat is that NK breaks down lots of proteins and isn't specific to the spike. Now for some interesting bonus info on natokinase. Months ago, I posted an introductory thread more studies, more information. Okay, so she's adding some more. Anyway, and it goes on and on. This is a very long thread. I didn't want to go through all of it, but uh, definitely those of you who are vaccine injured or just vaccinated, this is vitamin K is a good supplement, I think, for you to uh, add to your regimen or make sure you're getting. And again, the liquid sublingual with D3, great combination. That is what my daughter takes. So, okay. Let's see here. You know, we had Jim Brewer. I played you that clip early on in the show. And he talks about the people who want the 17 jabs. And (laughs) like, it's going to work, man. This is a PhD sitting here saying, we had very good non-sterilizing vaccines. Governments ruined them by marketing it as the one solution to the pandemic, demonizing NPIs, allowing disinformation to run rampant, and by vaccinating the population absurdly slowly when infections ran unmitigated, the damage is done. So it's the government's fault. They didn't get the vaccines out fast enough. It's not that the vaccines aren't working and are making people sick and causing horrendous side effects up to and including death of a lot of people. That's not the problem. It's the rollout was a little slow. And now all these people got sick. Of course, now they have natural immunity, so they really don't need the vaccine, do they, Diego? But it just, there's this 20% in the mass formation that's going down with the ship and there's nothing you're going to tell them nothing at all. See what this is from Stephanie star on Twitter. She's uh, saying here, my ex mother-in-law works at a printing company. This book is flying off the shelves. So she sent me a copy. She is double vaxxed and now having issues with her veins. She had a procedure done on Thursday and some scans today. Keep her in your thoughts and prayers, please. And what is the book? It's uh, What Now? Recovering from a Tragic Mistake, a COVID Vaccine Injury Protocol by J.E. Lukacs. Second edition. This book is dedicated to all the victims of this massive deception, those who died too soon, too suddenly, too senselessly, whether young or old, not because they sought to do harm, but because they strive to do good for themselves, for their families and their friends, and even for those who did not they did not know, all to serve an evil purpose. And to all who love them and mourn their loss, may that loss enlighten others to the truth behind the lies and save them from a similar fate. That's the I think the forward in the book. 
And so see it. There's a C.S. Lewis quote here that says, you never really, you never know how much you really believe anything until it's truth or falsehood becomes a matter of life and death to you. Yeah. As it's becoming for so many people as this book, which I believe it's banned from Amazon along with reviews of their latest, uh, TV show, which is <laughs> apparently sucks. I think it's a- Avatar or something. <laughs> By the way, Costco now selling coffins. So if you need a coffin at a discount, Costco will be there to hook you up, folks. <laughs> but this is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Unless, of course, like... I don't know, you're this mountain biker. Too, too well practiced in managing <laughs> punctures, but uh, no, it was a, uh, yeah, it was. It Rab Wardell uh, who won this epic honest, bike race. A a disaster, but no, I just, just have to, to, to keep on trucking and, and keep racing. And I guess still the day before I'd be able to and this night he went home, and, and so, went to bed and died in his sleep. What more can you do? Talk me through it then. How do you contain Hours after this is recorded. Go on for oh. the gold medal. Paging Dr. Baffled. Yeah, probably a little bit too too well practiced course. in managing punctures but uh oh. no it was a uh, yeah it was here we've now got data i forget where this is from but it's showing vitamin d no vitamin d you had a they had a 40% chance of dying 60% chance of being improved the usual treatment dose of vitamin d when they're given the you know clinical recommended amount of vitamin d two died 10 improved so 16 it goes from 40 percent died to 16 percent died just giving them vitamin d and when you give them a high dose of vitamin d imagine this is intravenously zero died and seven improved so there you went to zero now these are small sample sizes but it's yet again we knew this back in early 2021 it was on the joe rogan podcast millions of people knew that if you are in the ICU, chances are, odds are, I think it was 84 or 86% of those people would be deficient in vitamin D. And when you move up to the ICU, it was like 92%. And it goes even higher when you go to deaths. So we knew early on vitamin D was key. Where were these experts? Why didn't any of them come out and tell us this? They were busy with their ambulances where we've had 33 Victorians die waiting for the ambulances to arrive because their socialist healthcare system, single payer healthcare, like every other civilized country is now leaving their civilized people to die in their homes without help because they fired the people who wouldn't take part in the medical experimentation. That's now making all the people who did sick and unable to work or at least a decent portion of them at the same time the general populace is getting sick and dying and of course why do they wait till 33 people died to write this story why is it always these masonic illuminati numbers paging doctor baffled 
We've got a 27-year-old who died unexpectedly, man of the outdoors. We've got 1,500 died in England and Wales during July's heat wave. Perfectly normal. Paging Dr. Baffled, we've got this 12-year-old healthy girl. Now, this is a graphic picture. Her skin is basically falling off with no previous medical history. I'm going to show it in here in just a second, just warning you guys. Six days after her first dose of Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, she was estimated to have epidermal detachment over 40% of the body surface area. Here's her picture. Her skin is literally rotting and falling off of her face. She was otherwise healthy. She has a between a roughly 15 to 48% chance of dying from this topic, toxic epidermal necrosis. Skin's dying. What causes that? The spike. Hamilton, Ontario. These are all last couple weeks, right? And these are, I didn't even go looking for these. These are ones popping up in my feed and it's not even all of them. We know from the ethical skeptic, it was 5,000. I think it went almost to 8,000 and then it's cooled off a little bit back in the 7,000s. Per week, people dying. 1,000 people a day. That's just the U.S. numbers. So these stories are literally a dime a dozen and we're only scratching the surface. Most people don't have articles written about them when they die. Nothing to see here, folks. Just another healthy 18-year-old Spanish soccer player, or basketball player, sorry, died suddenly and unexpectedly. Dr. Baffled had this 17-year-old that died after collapsing in the National Guard physical training. She's in great shape. Wonder what it could be. Paging Dr. Baffled. He's coming on scene here at the U.S. Open. Where one of the star the tennis off, players all of a sudden can't the breathe. Is if you're dizzy, you don't want to go He's dizzy. But he'll have to give him struggling to take deep breaths. He, uh, passing out. He's going back out to play. He's going he's gonna to push through it. He's getting ready to serve. No. He's done. He's retired. It's just not in the right you know, shape. He? If he plays that game, he's likely to drop dead. And I think that's what he's now going to do. Well, it's a great shame, obviously, from his point of view. And from the crowd's point of view. This is the, the Rad Wardell. They, two of them were out cycling. His partner saw him collapse, started giving him CPR right away. Wasn't enough to save his life because they're just gone. Now, this is I, Justine. I thought that she had another incident, but it is just a rehash of her earlier story. Talking about her life-threatening blood clot that she had after getting the, the vaccine. Paging Dr. Baffled, we've got this British TV soap actor who is 38, Ashvin Luxemon, dies of an aneurysm. So someone in the, uh, I believe it's in the Australia... It says, my disabled mate, it's spreading. Hospital doesn't know what it is. And it's showing his hand, and he's got blisters on the palms of his hands at the base, on the sides that are, I don't know, a half inch to uh, an inch across, two to three centimeters roughly. He's got smaller spots and further up on his hand. 
They have no idea what it is, but like vaccine side effect that we're seeing is like a foot and mouth disease where these blisters show up on the hands and feet. Shots are deadly. Had a jet to emergency as pilot faints at 30,000 feet. They diverted the plane and had to make a landing in the UK. Guess he's about to lose his flight clearance because he took the shot and he's got heart damage as a result. And it's not safe for him to fly along with probably 30% of the pilots who are currently flying, if not more. But Dr. Baffled at the FDA, they are on it, okay? Got another one here, absolutely devastated to share the news. This beautiful woman, Nina Pacholike, has passed away. Now, she committed suicide. She took her own life. Who knows why? But what do we know about the spike? It affects the memory because it gets in there and creates the prions. And... It can have come with such debilitating symptoms that people are choosing to take their own life because they don't want to live with the suffering. It's not worth it to them. Their quality of life sucks and they want out. Who knows what happened here? She was 27 years old. Had this uh, marathon paging Dr. Baffled to the to the Comrades Marathon, where two people died. 74 runners were transported to the hospital. Two were still in ICU, and one was still on a ventilator. (sighs) Dolphins executive Jason Jenkins, at 47, dies unexpectedly. You've got, uh, this is one of the listeners in Australia. He was looking up a contractor to do, I forget what it was, a mobile auto electrician. And he found this on their, their webpage. Unfortunately, due to a serious medical condition, business operations are temporarily suspended until further noticed. My sincerest apologies for any inconvenience caused. Had the sudden death of uh, Charlaby Dean. She was the star of uh, Black Lightning, dead at 32. What could it be? This is probably the most troubling here. This is from uh, I Love Salt Big Sister Hill on Twitter. And she says, uh, a 27-year-old woman and her husband consulted an infertility specialist two years ago. Tests showed that she was fine. Hubs has slow, has, uh, slow sperm count or low SL low sperm count. I don't know what that means. Maybe that's a typo or maybe it's not. The woman, now 29, followed up with an infertility doc who asked, did you get the vax? She had, she had to to keep her job. She didn't have to. She chose to to keep her job. He informed her, you have no eggs. The infertility doc has contracted an attorney to assist her in filing suit against her employer. He has seen many cases of premature ovarian failure in young women post-vax. Parents, think twice about vaccinating your daughters. Females are born with all the eggs they will ever have. How many, this is one of the number one side effects for women, is heavy, is menstrual issues, heavier bleeding, heavier periods. They could be literally losing their eggs on a regular basis. This thing is killing their reproductive system. We tried to warn you. Paging Dr. Baffled. Dr. Baffled, please pick up line one. 
for a sudden death. I think this was like a 20 year old kid, uh, a hockey player, Eli Palfreyman dropped dead during, I think right after a game, something like that. AYR Centennials have put out a statement saying that they are devastated to announce they have tragically lost their captain who died during a game Tuesday night. Dr. Baffled to the Children's Hospital. This is uh, in Australia. The Perth Children's Hospital Emergency Department is at a crisis point with patients waiting eight hours. Of course, Cook Children's said it saw 614 patients in the ER on Monday. That's nearly double what it sees during the typical day. What could it be, Dr. Baffled? <laughs> we have this news anchor who has a stroke in the middle of her broadcast live on air. What could it be, Dr. Baffled? We have, uh, what was it, Justin Bieber canceling the rest of his tour. He, you know, like him and his girlfriend, both vaccine injured, both had heart issues. No, he had, what was it, GBS. Guillain-Barre were half, half of his face paralyzed by the shot. And now he's having stamina issues because he went and did some shows and they kicked his ass and now he's canceling the rest of his tour. Because these people's bodies have been devastated. And the damage is ongoing. And every time you get another one of these shots, it makes it worse. Stop. Okay. I'm going to go back here. Let's hear from Grouchy. It is becoming increasingly clear that looking forward with the COVID-19 pandemic, in the absence of a dramatically different variant, we likely are moving towards a path with a vaccination cadence similar to that of the annual influenza vaccine with annual updated COVID-19 shots matched to the currently circulating strains for most of the population. So once again, vaccine treadmill is their ultimate solution, except the government money is running out and now you're going to have to pay for them. Uh, well, no, probably not. They'll probably get some more free government money here soon. Of course, these politicians, here's Christiana. Hold on. Christiana Freeland. Okay. Uh, getting out of her car, out of leaving a hotel, getting into her car. Christia, have you given any thought to how reducing fertilizer use by 30% will affect the food supply? Could you answer that question for me? Have you given it any thought of as, a st as a staffer? She leaves her staffer. How that would damage our food supply and how it might put Canadians out to dry, risk? Can't even get in the car with her. Has to go get in this truck or something. <laughs> They cannot walk to, down the street. And last week we had the big outcry, right, about the guy who confronted her, called her a traitor. What was she doing over there? She was extending the protected habitat, the protected wildlife reserve or whatever, which means kicking farmers off of the land, stopping oil drilling on the land, further reducing, making the problem of energy production worse so that people will suffer. 
These people are terrorists. They are pushing an agenda handed to them by the globalists at the WEF. And oh, by the way, her husband's a, her grandfather was a Nazi who ran a press, you know, that didn't get taken over by the Germans that was calling out the Jews in Ukraine of all places. And she's denied it and denied it and tried to downplay it and play him up as like some hero. But the reality is, uh, let me see if I can find that story. I put, I marked it up earlier. Don't know if I'll be able to find it. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Let me read you this. Canadians... Our own parents and grandparents fought and died. She continued, quote, to establish a rules-based international order during and after the Second World War. Freeland's Ukrainian grandfather on her mother's side, Michael Chomak, uh, did nothing of the sort. During the war, he edited a Nazi propaganda rag in occupied Krakow that uh, was printed on a press confiscated from a Jewish newspaper. (laughs) Freeland, of course, is not her grandfather, nor is she responsible for his actions, but she is responsible for bringing him up at every opportunity to portray him as a liberal Democrat. Oh, sorry. You guys can't see that. Uh, Who profoundly influenced her politics. When reports of Michael Cromack's wartime activities uh, began in sorry, first began to circulate in the Russian and Polish press in 2017. Freeland, who was then Minister of Foreign Affairs, claimed that the story was a piece of Russian disinformation designed to undermine Canada's democracy. Our democracy is under attack, just like theirs in Canada is under attack, just like the one in America. Amazing how it's always under attack. While most nationalist papers in Nazi-occupied Europe were run directly by the Germans, Chomak's uh, paper was not, suggesting a degree of trust and uh, congeniality between the paper's editorial staff and Nazi authorities. Gassner, who was in charge of the Nazis' press department and answered directly to Goebbels, instructed the paper's editor to print a series of anti-Semitic articles in the spring of 1943, just as the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising was underway which the uh, editorial staff surmised as an opportunity to demonstrate their fealty to the Germans. Headlines from that time include at the source of the universal conspiracy, quote, a nation of desperados, quote, the Jews are depraving Europe and quote, how they helped the Bolsheviks. One article says the Jews quote, always take the side of our enemies Freeland could have simply and honestly acknowledged this disturbing aspect of her grandfather's legacy and moved on. Plenty of contemporary German officials with troubled family histories are perfectly capable of doing so, but instead she has used it as an opportunity to sow fear and mistrust about foreign threats to Canada's democracy. Just like they are here. It is a circus, people. They are manipulating and gaslighting you because when you are angry, you are unconscious. And Eckhart Tolle's got a great book about this called The Power of Now. And it simply points out that you're at choice all the time. You get to choose to be happy 
or you could choose to be angry. Who's going to be fuming mad when they could choose bliss? And if you're fuming mad, it means you're not conscious because if you were conscious in this moment, you would be choosing bliss. You would be choosing to enlighten and educate others or, you know, whatever it is you're about. But we get emotionally manipulated. We go unconscious. And that's one of the key points that he talks about in this book about presence and being in the now, not letting this stuff manipulate you emotionally and get angry, but instead you see it for what it is. And that's what I've tried to do with this speech tonight to show you guys how they're just gaslighting you. It is literally a circus. They're putting on an act. They're both making the same claims year after year as people go back and forth from the red team to the blue team. And it never ends until the system collapses under its own weight, which is where we're getting to anyway right now. It was hard not to notice Freeland's enthusiasm for citing disinformation. Oh, sorry, hold on. Uh, Freeland defended the liberal government's decision to freeze the bank accounts. Remember that? She said the government felt great sorrow that its debanking actions, part of a broader invocation of the never-before-used Emergencies Act, was necessary to defend democracy and to restore peace and order from bouncy houses on the Capitol lawn. The Emergencies Act allowed the government to prohibit certain forms of protests and seize property related to it without a warrant or trial. So anytime they just declare an emergency, then, you know, they can just rip people off, steal shit, beat people up, do whatever they need to in the name of defending our democracy, which Biden just gave us a long speech on where democracy was probably the biggest word in the word cloud. It was hard not to notice Freeland's enthusiasm for citing disinformation to justify the use of extraordinary state powers against domestic political opponents, like Biden is doing with the FBI and Trump, while simultaneously leveraging the specter of disinformation to whitewash her own family history, like Biden's doing with oh, his son, his daughter, the whole, the whole crime family, folks. All in the name of democracy. Democracy. Because he likes to say things twice. But in a country like Canada, where the historical suppression of Nazi collaboration uh, collaborationism has not only been tolerated but insisted upon at the highest levels of office voters have every right to wonder about the person who may believe who many believe will be our next prime minister because you know that's how we'll we'll get rid of this globalist puppet and give you this wef globalist puppet it's all a game all a game at least know, folks, that you're at the circus, okay? That you're watching a show, that this isn't real, that they're just gaslighting and manipulating people while they keep lining their pockets and robbing you blind. Okay. Let me see. So a key thing that's happening here, this kind of caught my attention. This is a... This is one of the Boeing business jets that's, yeah, this is what Epstein had. This is the ultimate private jet. Uh, court clears the way uh, to seize 45 million airplane owned by Russian energy giant. 
and it's a you know a Boeing business jet. What's happening here? Well, this is economic warfare. They are attacking the Russian companies, hoping to like push them out of the marketplace. And um, at the same time, the dollar is failing. I've covered in a previous show what's happening with bricks and so forth and how uh, they are actually uh, leaving the dollar, getting out from under it and creating their own kind of walled garden, which is not going to work, but is going to need interoperability probably through XRP or something similar. But they're also, they're starting this war. And I think what I predict is going to happen is this jet's going to land in China or Russia or some other Russia-friendly country. And by court order, it's going to be seized back and returned. And so whoever bought this is going to get screwed. And we're going to see these games of property being seized back and forth by these governments. And the reason they can do that is because the dollar's failing. Their economies are rising. The U.S. military has been injected with poison that's making them sick and an ineffective fighting force, as have militaries of you know, Britain and everyone else and allies. So they have severely weakened the opponent, and now they're not such a bully that they have been for such a long time. And so I think as the dollar paradigm fails, the ability to pull this kind of bullshit and like we're going to rip off you know, we're going to steal this jet from your corporations because <laughs> we can, and then we're going to sell it. That's going to come to an end because <clears throat> this jet's going to have a much lower market value because you can't fly it to certain places without it getting stolen back. Just because the U S government wants to put some legal papers together and stamp it and have a, a man in a moo sign it doesn't mean it's legitimate or moral what they're doing or that it's going to hold up forever either because the tides are changing, folks. Along those same lines, here is a really cool little um, 3D printed assault weapon. It's like a little pistol with a shoulder mount that you can put in. It's like a compact submachine gun type thing or semi-automatic. And it looks like it has a... 15 round clip maybe nine millimeter or 45 or something could be 30 rounds hard to say um and this whole thing he says was i printed this in my 800 square foot apartment on a 200 3d printer that i got from amazon and assembled from parts that were delivered to my front door via usps would love to see you try and ban this <laughs> and it's a you know it's a sweet little gun you can see those of you watching can see there's the colored pieces that are printed and then the metal pieces is what he ordered. You can get those on eBay. There's different websites and so forth. And it's the colored part that is the gun. Now it's slow to print this on the $200 printer, but it's certainly possible. And this is a, a formidable little firearm right here. And there are literally dozens of these. For different makes, models, calibers. Gun control is dying before our eyes. And it's all part of this dollar death. The empire is dying. It can't keep up. It's too corrupt. It's barely functioning anymore. The whole thing's falling apart. 
and it uh, will not survive in the long run. Okay, one more thing here, and then we'll see if anybody wants to jump in on spaces. It's not connected through Bluetooth, probably because it crashed again. Sorry, guys. Imagine the audio has been pretty shitty for y'all. Uh, <laughs> I'll have it out on the podcast version. But uh, I want to show you this little radio bit here, which I love. Today, I would like to call in a team member and award them something for all their hard work. Pedro, come on in. Pedro. Your day is going to get a lot He's better. He's a producer at a radio station. Well, it's no secret that Pedro is a massive soccer fan. Correct. Correct. Yes. And what's coming up? The World Cup. The World Cup's coming up. And guess what we bought you? Tickets, Tickets to, to the World Cup, <laughs> airfares, accommodation, spending money, $20,000 worth of stuff to appreciate you, the Pedro oh, that you are. Pedro. Oh, my God. I didn't think a grown man would burst into tears like this. Oh, well, these are genuine tears. Babe. Oh, my God. It's just... I've never even watched my own country play in real life. I've never seen my favourite players live. Now, just looking through some of the uh, conditions. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but when we looked through the terms and conditions, you have to be vaccinated. Oh. Oh, hell no. No. What? You? you, That's it? You're not going to go? No. Oh. No way. Oh, no. So your dream, your bucket list, none of that matters when it comes to the vaccine. No way. I no. stick to my guns. Well, I do want to thank you guys because it's very thoughtful. Can yeah. we change the name on them tickets or are they locked in? No, sorry. Yeah, no. Pedro, no one. Oh, well, back it. to your desk then. Thanks, No brother. worries. Thank, oh, you, thank you, mate. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know if that was a bit or that was real, but hilarious. So I love that. He didn't want to die. You know, that's living is more important than going to see some soccer game, even if it's the World Cup. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll try this here. Uh, there's a couple of you that want to jump in. Whisper X, go ahead. Let's see if I can get people to hear you. What's on your mind, real quick? You've got to unmute. Hey. All right. Yeah, thank you. Is that Sam or is that somebody else hosting? Yeah. Sam I am? It is. Oh, hey. Oh, great, man. A long time fan, man. (laughs) I tried to be friends with you for a long time and great, great show. Your bombing run was spectacular, right? Thank you. I was trying to uh, get the, the alliance to take a look at that, right? But let me, I'm going to be truthful with you guys. Okay. okay? And it, it, this will be upsetting. But, you know, it is a, um, a depopulation uh, effort that they're doing with these uh, these injections, right? Yep, what, I agree. What I think it's, they're, they're looking at is the, um, you know, they're going to, um, you know, they're predicting famine, right? And there's going to be a great... I don't think they're predicting it. I, I think I, they're actively creating it with their yeah, policies. Yeah, okay. But I, I think that, you know, some even look at these vaccines a humane way of, you know, uh, reducing the, um, the suffering that's going to be on the back end. And it's just a thought that I had that, you know, why are they pushing these things so much? And yeah. it's obvious that it's it's uh, it's going to... Go ahead. 
Yeah, oh, I I agree. You know, there's the the show Utopia, which was there's the Amazon one, which sucks really bad. But there's the the BBC UK version where it was just really really well done. And in the final season of that, it's a little bit of a spoiler alert here. In the final season, and of course that was about this virus depopulation. There were people who knew it, and they were being killed and made to look like they overdosed on heroin and uh, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the guys who was like fighting to stop the release of this virus on the masses uh, actually changed sides and joined and went and joined the other team. And he gives this monologue, I think it's in season three, where he really lays out this case and it's this like compassionate, he sees himself exactly as you're describing as yeah, yeah. the humane one because the the planet can't support it these people are going to die anyway they would suffer worse so we have to take it upon ourselves to control the population in this way for the survival of the species or you know like he he gave several different points and they were all very much along those lines and i think there are people who absolutely think of themselves that way think of their actions in that light and um push this agenda thinking right, right. that it's for the greater good yeah so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, go through uh what uh, what i think is going to happen right what, what where we're headed to we're heading to a a, a a new earth and the new earth is really uh, in antarctica there's another portion of antarctica beyond the ice wall that is um it's like a, a new area of and they're building this new uh, conceptual city down there, right? That's why they doggled down there and we're not able to fly over it. But we're heading towards there now, right? Our, our, the the uh, system that we have now is unfixable, right? So there's no use trying to fix the system itself that we're producing now, right? Because everyone's entrenched in it and there's, it's very difficult to fix it. The best thing to do is start to head to this new earth, right? And we call it the kingdom of God, right? Where you you say to yourself, well, we're, we're going to start building towards this new, uh, better society. And when we start to, uh, you know, get rid of or avoid or not pay attention to the system that we're in now and start to look for better ways, then that's how we're going to improve, right? So th- this is the this is the um, the root cause of what, where we're at right now, uh, Sam and I. I think you're, you you see it all the time, right? We're drowning in delusion, right? We're, we're, we're in this totalitarian delusion, they call it, right? And because we're in this delusion, we think incorrectly, we act incorrectly, and we are unable to make any um, progress because what, what do we do? We're, we're mired in nonsense, right? Uh, just look at Twitter when, you know, you get some time to thumb through what people are doing, right? They got these ideas, they got solutions, they got these problems, but we, we don't fix them because we just point at them. And it's like uh, blowing into a nylon stocking. All these uh, energies that we're doing and we're, we're pinpointing it, but it, it leads nowhere. So if you, you really have to concentrate on really what is our problem, well, we're, we're, we're drowning in lies. Because we drown in lies, we act incorrectly, right? You see all these people on TV and you go, why are they doing that? Well, they are, they believe in error, right? right? So we have to really concentrate. That's what our problem is. We're drowning in delusion. So 
you look at what the solution is to a totalitarian delusion, right? It's you have to provide a parallel structure, right? So mm-hmm. people can get out of the, the nonsense that we're in now, uh, get into a different environment inside this, uh, outside the delusion, and then think. And then when they think, they can problem solve. And what the the idea is, is that once you get into these uh, these parallel structures where you're outside of the delusion, you don't bring the delusion with you, right? And you, you think for yourselves, right? So what you would do with these, uh, these uh, separate uh, structures is that you would build a new one, right? Let's say that you, you get together with a group of people. And let's say, how many people are in this group now? But let's say this 10 was a, a town hall, let's say, a parallel structure. And we decided that we wanted to build a, a better um, a school system. Or let's do a better thing. We wanted to figure out how to improve our, our, our society's um, uh, self-esteem, right? Because that's really the root. <laughs> a lot of problems where we don't do anything because our self-esteem is low. If we use this uh, group right here and we devised a way of coming up with a, a way to improve people's self-esteem, we would be able to implement that. And then that would be a new structure that we'd be able to put into our society. We could do the same thing with the, the schools, right? We could, took, let's design a better school system, right? No, I, I don't think we need it. a, I don't think we need a better system. We need no system. We need a marketplace where ideas are competing for customers. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So this would be, this would be the, the town hall for a school system, right? And it, it wouldn't be a closed loop. It would be, you know, but that, that's just it. I, I think the problem is if you're funding this thing through coercion and violence, i.e. you pay to send other people's well, kids to school or we take your house, that's a problem. And no, there's no, no, okay. there's no, no fixing let me, that. Let's say, okay, let me, let me finish here, Sam. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Remember, it's the people. The people are getting together outside of any coercion, outside of any influence that they're problem solving and finding a better solution. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a way to get out of our, out of the delusion, find a better structure, put it up against the old structure so people could jump on it. Right. Mm -hmm. No one's going to change unless there's another structure to uh, jump onto. Well, um, I think there's a couple, the the classic, I think there's a couple parts to that. One, you have to, evolve people's understanding that, uh, you know, there is a better way to do this, uh, that these systems aren't serving us. And two, you have to start creating those alternatives. Of course, the current system doesn't want competition. It likes its monopoly. That's the, the power upon which it's all, you know, all of its corruption and so forth rests. So they don't ever want to give that up. We just have to to listen to him. Hmm. There's no law against this. Okay, let's just say there's no law against this. Uh, 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 having an alternative school system, or uh, that uh, that the people want, and what we do is we bypass it, and we're going to have, you know, that's how we're going to make change. We're going to get the, we're going to find a new way to um, to do something that replaces the old system, right? More importantly, it's to get people out of the the delusion itself to get into their hearts, to find better ways 
uh, to do things, right? And yeah, in I agree. A, a most basic way, you're, you're getting out of the, the delusional society and you're creating a, a different environment for people to thrive. And that itself could be a way to get out of the, the delusion because you're, you're, you're devising another society or another way to uh, interact that's outside the delusion. Yeah. We have to get out of this, the, the lie, right? We have to get our, our brains out of the delusion that we're in because we're huffing and puffing it, right? Yep. We stay in it, and when you when you see people debate, it's all about the same shit, right? We're, we're regurgitating the same nonsense. We have to get, get out of it into a new structure, and that's the textbook solution to what's happening to us. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree, and, and I appreciate the, the discussion. You know, and I'm gonna, I just want to say one good thing about your why we need your system, uh, okay. Sam. And I always bring it up because of the news, right? The news, <clears throat> they don't have any check and balances, right? They're, they're, we're really in a matrix. It, it's all encompassed. Everything's tied together. That's why we can't win unless we get out of it. Yep. But with your new system, it is, it is the most accurate news I've ever seen, right? Because what it, what they, and everything, you guys never heard it, seen it, but he would he would uh, post things like uh, January, what was that, January 6th, and he would wait till he get get enough uh, eyewitness accounts, you know, uh, things from the, you know, the public, right? And then he would just go down it one by one talking about what people saw, and they were mostly eyewitness accounts. And... If he had a question about it, he would go right to the person that, that sent it, right? Mm-hmm. And if we had that structure based against what they're saying now about January 6th, right, you would see that, yeah, there's a big lie. You could see the lie that's happening in mainstream media. Yeah. And all it took is, is, is a guy named Sam and a, a, a shout-out. Hey, I'm going to, you know, I want something on January 6th or whatever. And imagine if we had 20 of you guys, right? Yeah. All on different uh, sources, the border. You know, yeah, I, uh, and I think that we, I, I think that we have that today. We would ever have. I, I think. Hats off to you, Sam, but I'm going to continue to press you. All right, I appreciate it. I, I think that you know we largely have that system today, and it's, um, it's, it's getting censored by social media and colluding with the white house as a result to, to kind of pull this thing off. We are under this total spectrum dominance, I think is the way Alex Jones refers to it. And I I like that term because there are so many manipulated aspects and we just went through some with Biden's speech and what he's actually trying to accomplish there is to you know, sweep people back into his party so they don't get slaughtered quite as bad and use this carrot and stick approach. It's all constant manipulation. When, when, you know, in years past, elections past, they were doing the exact same thing, making the exact same claims that they're calling people extremist terrorists over today. And it will never stop. Their solutions are like, well, next election and then then we can start fixing this problem. But the problem is the misaligned incentives and they never ever want to address those. They want to sweep those under the rug. They want to pretend like putting lipstick on a pig cleaning house. We're going to sweep the 
sweep the FBI, get the bad actors out and put new people in there so they can become bad, bad actors. And that's our solution. And it just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The empire grows bigger, grows more corrupt. They extract more and more of our wealth until the system collapses. And that is the phase that we're in now, folks. So with that, well, let me go to, it's been a while since I've looked at comments here. Let me see what you guys had to say on DLive. Called the Art Bell Ghost to Ghost episode and spoke of a ghost after a car accident. Yeah, that was me. That was actually Art Bell's last show. And uh, I actually have two more of those stories that are great. And I was really thrilled to talk to him right before, you know, on his last broadcast before he quit in a, in a huff and uh, walked away or then passed away after that. So let me see here. We the people, commandments, be honest, don't be MAGA, 1967 Corvette Stingray for all. Where can I find the niacin protocol uh, homeostasis with H-O-M-3-E-O-S-T-A-S-I-S.com is Dimitri's protocol or the Telegram group. Um, Okay. Applause light turned on. It's interesting that Biden didn't stumble or bumble through this speech. Yeah, you know, I noticed that too. Like, I don't know if they just shot him up with so much drugs that he was coherent for a little while and maybe he got a nap in before time. I wonder what his schedule was earlier in the day. But that's the most competent I've seen him uh, deliver this thing. And he even did uh, some of the, like the impromptus with the megaphone and calling that out. Now, clearly he was told to do that. And like, I think that was orchestrated to some degree to help, you know, create this, oh, it's those guys. They're the problems. They lack good manners. Um, I, I think there was some degree of that, but yeah, so coherent in that speech, which was rather surprising. There are a few times where he kind of started doing word salad, but it wasn't bad. Cliff has a new video on the law, which talks about why Biden says democracy so much and not republic. These U.S. are a republic. Yeah, I've, I've watched it. It was, yeah, it was all right. It wasn't one of his best, one of my favorite ones. Uh, I got back from the jungles in Brazil and I had one brother die and another brother get in a car accident. Jeez, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's happening a lot, a lot. Like I, those vaccine deaths and, or those sudden and unexpected deaths that we were paging Dr. Baffled for over and over again. I didn't go looking for those. I, I could have found probably five times that easily. And that's all I would have done this week. Um, it's, it's, it's becoming undeniable. And yet here they are approving this bivalent booster with two spikes now instead of one. Nothing like two bioweapons when one bioweapon when you get two for the price of one. <laughs> Wonder how much they're paying per dose for this new one. And they're telling us they're just going to enter into this arms race with Mother Nature from here on out. And this is going to drive another variant and another wave. And it just gets worse and worse until even more people, their number comes up. Because there's only so much people can take. So 
there you go. All right, folks. Appreciate the participation. And uh, I will. I should be back next Sunday. Had my daughter this weekend out at the farm. Took her to the water park, which, interestingly enough, um, I went there. I think I try and go once a week, but it hadn't been that much this year. I think I was there two weeks ago. I go on a weekday, like a Wednesday or something when it's uh, dead so I can surf a little bit more. And like last year, they had it open right at, at the open of the park. And that was the best time to go because you could get 30 minutes, an hour in sometimes before anybody even showed up. And I'd be the only one there with the uh, lifeguard and we'd take turns and practice, you know, surf for five minutes if we wanted or whatever. And uh, then they started opening at 1230. Well, this time I went and nope, not open today. And I look over at one of the other rides and because I go there so often, I know the ladies that work the front gate because uh, yeah, I've been going there four years now with the season pass. And uh, two of them were working as lifeguards at the bottom of the sort of mat racer ride that goes and dips down and dips down. Kit loves it. And of course, they didn't have anybody on the flow rider. So we went, sat, what was it, Sunday, and the, the flow rider was going to be open at 1230, and then it was 130. And then it was 2.30 and we had to, we left before that even opened. Monday they were open. This is the last day of summer. And I go back and it's like uh, four o'clock. I was going to try and get a couple hours in on the way back from dropping my daughter off. Nobody there. Like they don't have enough people to work the rides. They had other rides that were closed down. This volcano that's normally open was closed because they were just losing people and they couldn't replace them. Not that they're dying, but this happens every year to some degree, but I have not seen it this bad. And the other thing I noticed, they normally sell their season passes for like 150 bucks for their best one at the end of the last two weeks of the season. And they'll advertise it over the, their little radio network. No advertisement. I think they're so worried about inflation and what the cost might be for next year that they're holding off on early sales of season passes because they know they're going to have to raise prices to get enough people in there. And who knows if they're even going to be able to find them with another year of even worse of what we've seen. So things are falling apart. You know, he's talking about job creation and this and that. I think it's a giant smoke screen. The economy is collapsing. The housing market is collapsing. It's about to get uh, rough here folks. So to the lifeboats until then, I will catch y'all next broadcast. Thanks everyone. Turn the speaker up They locked Dina Sanjay And I failed to free him up 